here tonight. And I know many of you are, are watching there online. And so welcome. Good, good to see everyone this evening. Uh, last Wednesday, weren't, we weren't here. We were in uh, Kentucky, Mammoth Cave. I don't know if you ever heard of that, but it's the biggest cavern system in the world. And uh, probably, the, I was amazed <laughs> by the cavern. It was probably, the, the, the ceiling was almost twice as uh, tall, the ceiling here, and uh, twice as wide at, at one point. It was amazing sight. Um, but uh, good, good to see all of you. We will be in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, um, and um, my portion of this will be verses 18 uh, through 20. But uh, before I um, uh, dig in here, let's, let's say a word of prayer together. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we uh, uh, praise you, Lord, this evening. Father, we thank you uh, for this opportunity to gather, Lord, to hear your word and to study it and meditate upon it together. I pray you'll be with my words, Lord, that you would uh, be honored, that Christ would be magnified, and uh, your church would be uh, edified in the faith. Uh, Lord, we thank you for Christ. We pray all this in his name. Amen. <clears throat> I, guess, I guess I'm on good. I... Maybe that's better. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay, so uh, we, we've been going through uh, Ephesians and we're coming to the close of, of the letter. I mean, after tonight, there's only a, a few more uh, verses uh, left, and so perhaps one more sermon from this, this letter. Um, uh, just a, ma- a magnificent uh, letter by this great missionary to the Gentiles, uh, the, uh, the Apostle Paul. And um, uh, this, this particular section uh, is an uh, um, amazing uh, portion of Scripture. But as, as I think about Ephesians... Um, I mean, chapter one, uh, you have these, all these spiritual blessings that we have in the heavenly places. We're chosen before the foundation of the world. We are um, predestined uh, to, to become holy and blameless. Uh, we are redeemed by the blood of Christ, forgiven uh, from our sins. And chapter two, just uh, we, we were once dead, but we've been made alive uh, together in Christ. Uh, and just, just goes on and on. Chapter three, Paul reveals how he's been uh, uh, let... This mystery has been revealed to him, and so now he can preach the unsearchable riches of Christ. Uh, chapters 4 through um, 5 gets into the practical implications of the gospel. And so because of the gospel, what does our life look like? And uh, Paul gets, he gets very specific. We put off the old self and get specific with that. Put away sexual morality, impurity, covetousness. We put on the new self. We put on kindness, tenderheartedness, uh, forgiveness towards one another, just as Christ uh, forgave you. Um, we are to be filled with the Spirit. Just amazing, uh, glorious truths uh, in uh, Ephesians. You spend a lifetime just reading through and studying uh, the book of, of Ephesians. Chapter 6 uh, is interesting um, because we get to this uh, picture of spiritual warfare, and uh, Brother uh, Keith uh, preached on this uh, last Wednesday, and I was able to listen on to it, listen to it later. Uh, online and just a great summary uh, of the armor that we have, necessary armor in, in order to fight this uh, spiritual uh, warfare. And so to get the flow of the text, we're going to be focusing on the uh, 18 through 20, but I want to get the flow of the text again to remind us. And so I want to uh, start at uh, chapter 6, verse 10, and then go on to 20 if you want to follow along. Finally, uh, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God 
that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual hosts, forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints, and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth, boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which... I'm an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. And so this, this section here is talking about, and it's assumed, as, as Pastor Keith said last week, there's a spiritual warfare. Whether we realize it or, or not, this, the scripture is very clear on it. And uh, one thought that comes to my mind is, um, I mean, Paul is writing, and he, he says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Uh, but wait a minute, Paul. <laughs> weren't you stoned? W- weren't you beaten with rods? Weren't you, weren't you left for uh, being dead? Uh, weren't you imprisoned? Uh, didn't, didn't you, weren't you wrestling with f- flesh and blood? And, and uh, you know, Paul would say, ultimately, no. Ultimately, that the, the, the flesh and blood that he wrestled with, all those who are not believe, believers are held captive by the devil to do his will. Indeed, the whole world is held sway by the wicked one. Behind this veil, Paul knew this. There was a, there was a spiritual warfare being uh, waged, and, and the answer was the gospel, was Christ. And so, so we, we're at war. You are at war. Yesterday, this morning... This evening, tomorrow, you are in a spiritual warfare, whether you realize it or not, or maybe we just need to be reminded. When school begins, Lord willing, soon, when I face my students, they can be pretty mean. They can be pretty tough and rebellious. I'm not wrestling with them. There's a spiritual warfare that's being battled. And when, when, when you go to work, you're, you're, you're not wrestling ultimately with the, your coworkers or your bosses or your neighbors or even your spouse. There's a spiritual warfare that, that, that we need to realize. How, how are we doing in this, in this battle? And so we, we need to resist the devil and he will flee from us. How do we resist him? Well, we, we need to be well acquainted with this spiritual armor and I'm not, I'm not going to rehash all that uh, Pastor Keith did an excellent job uh, going through the belt of truth and the, the breastplate of righteousness and having our, our feet shod with the gospel, the readiness of the gospel of peace and the, the helmet of salvation, uh, the sword of the Spirit. And uh, did it, I commend that to you. If you haven't heard that, go back and listen to those things. Those are all necessary parts uh, that we need to equip us for this spiritual 
uh, warfare. Uh, now, I, I will have some overlap because we're still dealing the same idea, the same thing of s- spiritual warfare. And so uh, my, my task was verse 18b, <laughs> which is the second half of verse 18. And, uh, but that, that is intimately connected with the first part of 18. And this is this idea of prayer. And, and Pastor Keith, he touched on it, so I'm going to continue with the overlap a little bit and continue on with this, this idea of prayer in the matter of spiritual warfare. Do you see there's a great emphasis here on prayer? It's, it's interesting. It's not uh, given any kind of analogy as far as being a belt or a, a breastplate or something of, of that sort. It's just praying. It's praying. And I don't think that's to, to minimize prayer. I believe it's to emphasize prayer to us. So that it's, it's almost as if all of this, this armor we are to put on in prayer. The, the belt of truth we are to put on with prayer. This uh, breastplate of righteousness we are to put on with prayer. This, this readiness, uh, uh, shotting our feet with this readiness of the gospel of peace is to be put on with prayer. There's, um, prayer is vital. I, I would say, I would submit to you that if you leave off prayer, despite knowing about this armor, you'll be wholly unprepared for the battle. You could know, you could know all about the armor. It's necessary. You should. You need to know the truth of God's word. You need to know the gospel. You need to know the righteousness that we have in Christ. You need all these things. And you might be able to take a quiz and be able to pass that quiz and tell me what they all are and what but are you personally appropriating these truths in our in your own walk with the lord and that that takes prayer doing all these things we're praying um uh, arming ourselves with this armor of god there must be a personal real appropriation of this armor and this happens through the means of prayer so that we pray oh lord Teach me your truth. Sanctify me by your truth. Help me to see your truth that, that I might be set free. Lord, I, I've, I've sinned again. Lord, forgive me. Grant me repentance. Lord, I, I understand that I, I, I need to grow in righteousness, but I also have the righteousness of Christ already. I'm forgiven. I have the, I'm clothed with the righteousness of Christ. We, we interact with these pieces of armor. We put them on in prayer. Lord, uh, uh, shod my feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Give me opportunity today uh, to share the gospel with someone. Strengthen my faith. Lord, I know these promises of yours, but help me to trust in them. That takes prayer. Yes, you could tell me what they are. I could tell you what they are. But are we availing ourselves of uh, of each piece of equipment by prayer? And we do that through prayer. We live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself for us. So in, around, before, in the midst of our spiritual battle, we must be praying at all times. This is a necessary element in our spiritual warfare. It doesn't stop. We're to pray without ceasing. And you see, this is not, a, this is not just a perfunctory prayer, a humdrum prayer. It's prayer in the Spirit. It's prayer in the spirit. It's vital. It's, it's a sense of groaning. 
I think of Romans 8, you groan, you don't even know what to say. But maybe it's all just, Lord, help. Help me. I need your help. And, and the Spirit intercedes on our behalf and, and helps, helps us to pray. And so uh, there's this, this, this picture of prayer, praying in the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit because we have access by His Spirit to the Father through Christ. This is a communion. <clears throat> I, I, know, I know we get uh, repetitive in our prayers. I get repetitive in my prayers. And um, one thing we can do is to pray the Scriptures. And I think you see an example of that each Sunday morning. We have someone who, who uh, reads a, a portion of Scripture, and then they pray that Scripture, uh, and it's a prayer of confession. And that's one way to pray the Scriptures. Uh, you, you look at that and say, oh, and you realize your sin. We, we're convicted. And there's other ways. You, you read a Scripture, and then you, you, you praise God in prayer. You thank God in prayer. Or you ask for something in prayer. I was... Uh, in this, in, in my devotion this morning, uh, I'm reading Second Kings um, 23 and 24, and this is King Josiah, king of Judah, and um, he, he leads the, the nation in reformation. He's he's getting rid of all this these idolatrous uh, sites and and practices, and he's leading the nation to have a Passover for the first time in hundreds of years. And I think this is good. This is really good. You read on, and. And the Lord says, I'm still going to judge Judah um, for the sins of Manasseh. And it just kind of shocked me some. And, and, what, what's, and I read that, and, and I ponder and meditate upon that. And, and uh, I, I pray, and I, I realize the Lord's sovereign over nations. And, you know, I, and I prayed about America. and There's <laughs> much, much turmoil in America with so many things. And... Uh, um, even if there's a great revival, America will not last forever. <laughs> America will fall. That, that's not to say, okay, we'll just forget about America. No, no, no. We're still a light to this world. We pray for the welfare of, of America, and we, we pray for revival. Amen. But, but our ultimate hope is not that America will last. It, America will not last. America will fall one day. The kingdom of Christ will last forever. And so I'm just reminded of that so that I, I'm not... Um, I don't fall sway to the uh, what's what all is going on each day as you read the newspapers, and so you you read the scriptures and you pray the scriptures, <clears throat> and uh, specifically you pray Ephesians six. You look at this armor and you pray, Lord, help me know your truth, and so on and so forth. He goes on to verse eighteen. Uh, this is eighteen, the second part. Uh, let me read verse eighteen again. Uh, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. And here's 18b. To that end, what, what end, what purpose, what goal? To, to pray at all times in the Spirit. How do we do that? Keep alert with all perseverance. Um, how, how are you doing? How am I doing? Uh, you know, we, we should be praying uh, at all times. Pray without ceasing. Prayer is... is it's, and I'm not saying you, you get down on your knees. I mean, you, that's a good thing to do, but you can't, you're not doing that all day. You've got to go to work. You've got to eat and, and such. It, but prayers, it, remember, it's a communion with the Lord. It's a talking with the Lord. Lord, uh, you could be praying right now. Lord, I, I'm hearing this, and, and this is making sense to me, and, and Lord, do this text in my life. Lord, make prayer, um, Lord, help me utilize prayer and and commune with you, and uh, be ready in this battle. Lord, I'm weak. I, I, I'm not persevering. Help me to persevere. Pray 
as you hear the word preached. Pray as you're going to work. I got a 30-minute drive to work. Um, I, I, I'm thankful for it. I, a lot of time I just, I just pray. And I'm praying when school's in, Lord, get me ready for these kids. <laughs> I, I, I got to pray that every, every morning. Lord, get me ready for these kids so that I'll be an example to them and a, a light to them. Give me opportunity and so many other things. Um, pray when you're going home. Pray as you work. Pray at the first hint of temptation. Pray when you wake up. Um, pray for perseverance. <clears throat> pray, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end. Keep alert with all perseverance. And he gets real uh, specific here, making supplication uh, for all the saints. And so this supplication is prayer. It's a certain type of prayer. It's, it's a petition. It's a specific uh, um, petition to the Lord for all the saints. Um, do, you, do you know, do you, do you realize, do I realize uh, you're, not, you're not just in a separate, isolated, individual b- battle? There are others around you that are fighting as well. I, I'm, I'm thinking perhaps it's one of the schemes of the devil to make you realize that uh, you know, you're just in this all, all alone. And your battle is unique. Or you're going through some struggles. And uh, so uh, what use are you for anyone else? You, you'll be fighting the, your whole life, okay? <laughs> till, you, till you reach the grave. And um, I think one realization we need to know is we can be fighting and others are fighting as well. Pray for them. The, the, this this uh, word is given in the context of spiritual warf- warfare, making supplication for all the saints. Others are struggling as well. Pray for them. Pray for yourselves, absolutely. That's assumed. The emphasis here is make supplication for all the saints. You're, you, might, you may be in an individual battle, but your battle is inseparably linked to others, the saints, in the church. After all, the battle is the Lord's. There's one battle. Are we coming alongside uh, aside each other? You know, I'm you know, studying, reading. This sermon's for me. I don't know if it's for you, but it's for me. I, I, far too often I, want, I focus too much on myself. My prayers are often uh, about myself. Pray we won't get locked into this individual mindset to the exclusion of others. Count others more significant than yourselves. Let, let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. And, uh, you know, I think in, you know, this pandemic, and it's a real struggle in, in so many different ways. And I think one way is it's, it's um, we're just not able as to be able to get together as regularly and as normally as we would like. And so it's, it's particularly challenging. Let's, let's, let's do our best to press in. I'm grateful to see all of you here tonight and being able to see each other and encourage each other. But there's a you know, Sunday morning and other opportunities. Um, let's, let's encourage, let's, let's pray for each other. Uh, let's reintroduce ourselves back together. There's some people we haven't seen in a while. Uh, there's, you know, I was thinking we, we have a fellowship this, this Saturday. Everyone's invited, 3, three o'clock um, at uh, Fuel Park. 
And of course, you're, if you're sick or you got symptoms, you know, stay home. But if at all possible, uh, try, to, try to come and, and meet up with other people again. See how we're doing. Ask each other questions so that, so that we can know how to pray for each other. Make supplication for all the saints. Let's get to know each other again. Again, Let's work towards that end. Let's, uh, Paul continues. Make supplication for, for all the saints. And I'm just going to just do it briefly here. This is not a full-fledged sermon. And so I'm going to breeze through here. Paul continues um, in verse 19. Uh, and he says, And also making supplication for all the saints and also for me. And also for me. So he says, while we're on this topic of praying for all the saints, I need your prayers. And he, he gets very specific here. Uh, and also pray for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. Paul's praying for boldness. And just think about that. I'm, I think about Paul. Um, I mean, Paul praying for... Isn't he already bold? <laughs> I, I mean, he... Uh, faced a lot. I mean, going to a ga- town, get stoned in Lystra, left for dead. He, he, he went back into Lystra and uh, convalesced for a day and moved on to the next city. And then, then he came back through Lystra on the way back. Uh, Paul was bold. I, I mean, he faced Peter to his face and his, his hypocrisy. I mean, he was, Paul was uh, preaching at uh, the Areopagus and Paul was boldly proclaiming the gospel to Roman governors and and kings, and I said, Paul, Paul, you're pretty bold. <laughs> Paul said, no, I, I need you to pray. Pray that I will be bold. And I'm, I'm thinking, Paul, Paul is not um, depending on his, his past successes for his, his present challenges, and neither should we. And so uh, he, he, he needed God's grace every day. And so pray, pray that I have boldness in declaring the gospel. If Paul needed prayer, how much more do we need prayer for our timid souls? Um, another interesting thing here, see, is what Paul did not ask for. Uh, do you realize the, the situation here? He's, in, he's under house arrest. This is one of the prison epistles. Paul could have asked for prayer that he could be delivered out of prison. I, I mean, I, I feel like Paul was an outdoors kind of person I mean, he's walking on foot everywhere. Um, I, I mean, uh, you know, Appalachian Trail, uh, I think 2,300 miles or so. I mean, he, would, he did, I think he did that maybe on his first missionary journey with all his, his travels in the, in the mountainous regions. I mean, he, 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 was, he was out proclaiming the gospel, planting churches, establishing those churches. Paul wanted, he wanted to be out. He wanted to go to Spain. Uh, sitting under house arrest in Rome, not being able to, to get out. Uh, wouldn't that have left him depressing, depressed? I don't, I don't think so. He, he didn't ask, get, get me out of here, Let, set me free. He asked that he could open his mouth boldly right where he was at to speak the mystery of the gospel. That's, and that's a good prayer. We, and I, I thought we, we often focus on our circumstance. Lord, remove me from this circumstance. Maybe the Lord, maybe the Lord has you in that circumstance for a reason. And he wants you to be faithful right where we're at. If, you know, but if only if I was out of this present situation, I could serve the Lord so much better. Maybe the Lord is trying to teach us something. 
right where you're at. Ask the Lord to give you eyes to see the opportunity around you, as I believe Paul was here seeing as well. And then finally, uh, Paul, he prayed. What, what did he pray for specifically here? The mystery of gospel would be proclaimed boldly. And I, I just, um, I think that's, that's amazing to me. And it's profound. Um, um, of all the things, he, he could pray for so many worthy, th- good things, worthy things. You know, pray I'll continue in the faith. Um, pray that, that I'll uh, have knowledge of Christ just as he prayed earlier. In, in Ephesians 1, and, or pray that, um, you know, I will know the love of Christ as he, as he prayed for the, the saints for that. And in, in, in also Ephesians, he could pray for the churches that they'll be united, that they'll be growing. All wonderful prayers and, and good prayers, right prayers. But what does he focus on here? That the mystery of the gospel will be proclaimed boldly. Why, why does he close out the main body of his letter in this way? Because all the, the wonderful blessings and truths in all Ephesians can't be had until the, the person knows the, until the person knows Christ. They, those, those, ble- those blessings is, is just doesn't make sense. It's gibberish. The, the natural man does not accept the things of God. And so Paul realized that the non-believer needs the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ needs to be pro- boldly proclaimed to them. They need to hear that Christ has made a way of reconciliation for them. They, they, can't, they cannot reconcile them, themselves. Christ has paid the price uh, for our sins. Look to Christ. Trust in Him. Receive Him by faith. And so Paul realized this, that they couldn't put off the old self. They couldn't put on the new self. They couldn't uh, have right relationships with wives and husbands and parents and children and in and, and all those contexts. They had to be born again. And that could only happen through the proclamation of the gospel. And so Paul is, is praying after this wonderful, amazing letter. I've, I've known this. You've known these blessings. And I'm explaining to them Let's have the world know these, these things. And so he says, give me boldness to speak the gospel uh, clearly and boldly. What a laser focus Paul, Paul had. Paul wanted these uh, saints uh, in Ephesus to know and experiencing all the blessings of Christ. And Paul wanted all those outside the faith to know those same blessings that we have in Christ. Pray that the Lord would give us that same focus in our life in this in this spiritual battle we pray we pray for ourselves we pray making supplication for all the saints and then we pray that others might join us in that and that that can only happen through this proclamation of the gospel of christ i'm not ashamed of the gospel of god for it is the power of god for salvation let's let's pray dear heavenly father lord i um thank you for your precious word lord help us to realize each day that there is a spiritual battle to be had, Lord, that's around us, Lord. Help us to be engaged, Lord, by prayer, putting on the, the armor of God, Lord, making supplication for all the saints, Lord, for we're not the only ones in this battle. We're in this battle together. And, Lord, so that we will be good soldiers and fighting, Lord, uh, for the souls of men who have yet to hear the gospel of Christ. 
And so, Lord, help us, Lord, work in our hearts so that we'll be a gospel-proclaiming church. Lord, we pray all this uh, for Christ's sake. Amen.